Welcome to Anon Streams by Anon Global Foundation, a new podcast featuring stories of change, growth and sustainable livelihood. So, stay tuned people. Welcome to the season 2 of Anon Streams. In this podcast, we would like to have new and different conversations. Conversations with experts, parents, and the youth in bringing holistic physical and mental health solution for sustainable livelihood i am your host and founder of anon global foundation arti girdhar whatever type of loss you have suffered there is no right or wrong ways to grieve in today's episode we will hear komal torani's story of resilience when she lost her brother and miss suruchi saini indian psychologist based out of the us will help us understand the stages and type of grief so that you can find healthier ways to cope komal i have known you for more than a decade now when i was your teacher in school and now your mentor at anon global foundation i know it's not going to be easy but can you take us back to the time when you experienced probably one of the biggest losses in your family so komal i would like to hear first of all thank you ma'am for inviting me today and i clearly remember that unfortunate morning of july 2018 it was saturday and me and my brother had our school parents teacher meeting my mother had her morning shift so she was not there my father called us to wake us i got up but my mother my brother didn't i tried to shake him but nothing happened everyone at home got panicked my father immediately called my uncles and they took him to the hospital my mother directly went to the hospital and i was all by myself at home praying that nothing goes wrong but half an hour or so went by my mother returned with my uncle and told me something i didn't want to hear my brother was no good and this is the loss that me and my family went through oh my god god bless him uh, komal i know uh, toshant torani also uh, he was the one whom i taught and i have seen how he aspired to be a book writer he kept on writing and writing and kept on sharing his writing to me so uh, my uh, uh, very important question i want to ask how did you deal with it well how did i deal with it to be honest i am still having fully overcome this but i definitely am at a better place than i was in the first year afterwards like i'm here today sharing the story is the life to work that i didn't use any strategies or anything but there are four things that have helped me to overcome this grief first i have developed this thinking that it is not only happening with me a lot of people must have gone through the similar situation or other I know that I'm not alone in this world who is suffering. So I have removed that why my family while thinking. Secondly, my uncle always says that whoever has gone will die at some point. When and how we don't know. And you have come alone on this world and will go alone. 
So I've internalized this inevitable reality and now I am just living in the present, not dwelling on the past, nor thinking about the future. Thirdly, I had and still have a great support system, which many people don't have. My parents and I were always there for each other. We talked about our feelings on daily basis. This way we went out all the negative energies from our body. And knowing that there is someone to listen to you itself lessens the pain a little. Lastly, I have this belief that everything happens for a reason. It's just the most of the time but reason, that reason is unknown to us. And if we go after it, that will cause even more hustle in our lives that there already is. So I'm not at all focused on the reason why it happened. Instead, I just say to myself that, okay, this has happened and it can't be undone. So just focus on yourself and those who are still around you. Don't let this one bad incident ruin every other good thing that might be ahead of you. So to conclude, there is no escaping from missing someone, but that shouldn't stop anyone from living their lives happily afterwards. Komal, whatever you said, every word I could connect because I am I am also looking into the counseling and I have seen student uh, uh, talking about one or the other uh, losses in their family, due, especially during COVID. So I have goosebumps thinking about what you went through. We have Mrs. Uh, Suruchi uh, just bringing you in here. Have you experienced similar encounters in your profession or in your family, whatever? Thank you for inviting me. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, and thank you, Komal, for sharing uh, such a story of resilience. Um, it's great that, uh, you know, uh, that you had the support system and that uh, at such a young age, you were able to accept the mortality and the reality at the same time. Because sometimes a lot of people, they go on in their you know, various developmental stages. It's very difficult for them to accept mortality. They do get stuck in why. And there is nothing wrong in that, but because there is no support system, nobody to guide. So they always uh, feel that they have to ask like why this happened. Yes, mortality is real. To answer your question, Aarti, uh, yes, I myself have gone through it. I was 16 and a half, I believe, when I lost my father in an accident. It was like within three days, he was gone. He just went to office and he never came back. So um, it had a lot of um, you know, impact on my life because I was close to him. Um, uh, there was a loss of uh, you know, not only a father, a support, somebody who loved to spend time with, laughed together, watched cricket match together, or just went out to eat together. Um, and he was a very known uh, social worker besides uh, what he was doing professionally. So he was my hero. Uh, because of him, I used to go to slums to teach when I was in, I think, 10th grade or 9th grade. So a lot happened. It was a major junction in my life, too. Um, you know, I was in 10th grade, about to go in 11th grade in college, because in my time, it used to be college 11th grade. And right in between that, I lost him. So um, it, I had an impact. Uh, there was a lot of other kind of support. Um, I can tell you that, um, you know, um, 
you know, people taking care, checking on us, but the emotional support was missing. Nobody talked about it. It was a, yeah, it was complete silence about it until I started talking few years back. So interesting, sometimes families go through it. That is why we are here discussing about the mental health because this is something uh, that is still within us as a pressure cooker and we need to come out of it. Okay, Miss Suruchi, how does our body and brain work when we experience a loss? And in this situation, or should we create a balance? At times, I also counsel my student and I uh, find uh, to make uh, difficult to make them understand how mm. to work upon. So can you guide us? Absolutely. That's a very good question, Arti. Um, so my answer will be, we have to create a balance. And uh, my answer will be, dono karne ki zarurat hai. Um, like Komal very beautifully said um, in her story of resilience that, um, you know, there was a support system for emotions. There was a reality check. And um, uh, the good part is her own resilience accepted that. Otherwise, she could have easily gone into like, no, don't tell me all of this stuff. I, I, do, I do miss him. And why did this happen? Why he was taken away so young? He was my buddy and all that, uh, you know, system that she has developed with him, everything was taken away. It's not only a loss of a uh, person. So going back to my point, yes, we must create a balance. Um, because grieving is exceptionally important. Our bodies go through um, a lot of sadness. Yes, I'm saying our body goes through sadness. Mind is anyway going through sadness. So a lot of people actually um, can easily go into, um, you know, not eating right, not sleeping well, not able to talk to people. Um, sometimes it, um, you know, leads to poor digestion, skipping meals or out of stress because they have not talked to anybody, they don't have a support system, it can affect their digestive system. And I can really relate with that because everything gets accumulated in your body, of course, mind. So the body will accumulate up to a few years and then it will find a way to uh, manifest in form of various diseases. And those diseases can be physical, mental, or when we isolate, I also call it social, it's, it's like um, social isolation, which in itself is a part of mental health diagnosis. Did I answer your question, Arti? Yes, I totally agree. Because uh, when we know how to control our brain, we can al al always control our body and everything. But it's a matter of giving time to whatever uh, losses or whatever failures we are suffering it's the time that can heal and obviously taking it uh, with mindfulness. So it's very important. Okay, yeah. so uh, Suruchi, we have started this in inner counseling and uh, there's a lot of uh, students and parents, in fact, teachers also have uh, uh, asked few of the questions, they want help. So one few, I have taken up two of these questions. Uh, one is, uh, during COVID, I lost my father, and this was right before my sister's wedding. 
I had just graduated and had to step in and taken up my father's business. I have still not been able to overcome my dad's loss and it gives me nightmares. What should I do? Thank you, Aarti. And thank you who have asked the question. Uh, first and foremost, um, when you ask for, you know, how to get over it, I wouldn't use that word even slightly to myself. There is no getting over it. Uh, that was your loved one. And especially, um, you know, when it happened at such a um, important juncture where your sister was getting married, you were just graduating and then you lost him. So I wouldn't say there is any getting over because like I said, he was your loved one. He was part of you. So basically a part of you has been taken away. And that part is not going to come back, but we can develop another parts in our life. So when you say that, uh, what can I do? My first thing, like Komal said it again, please share your feelings with someone. Find a professional around you if that is possible at all. And do not think about, uh, which a lot of people think that if I'm talking to a counselor, um, you know, I am weak or anything. This is not the time to measure your strength or weakness. This is the time to go seek help, talk to somebody. If professionally somebody is not available, maybe there is somebody who is wise around you. It could be a friend. I mean, look at Como. She's so wise at such a young age, right? Somebody like Como, maybe somebody uh, like Arti and other uh, NN Foundation members. If that is also not possible, find a friend, uh, maybe a teacher, if there are counselors, somebody uh, that can help. Option two would be journaling. And when I talk about journaling, people think, oh, I'm not a writer. You don't need to be a writer. You are simply sharing your feelings. Nobody's going to check in your language never judge yourself. So journaling can really help. You can write to yourself. You can write to your father. And I can, again, relate with that. I have done that a lot. I have written letters to my father. And that was a very healing uh, way to reconnect with my father. And even till date, he guides me almost every single day. He's part of my spiritual cabinet, if I can say that here. So think about it. It's doable. There is no getting over and you don't need to get over. Uh, trust your system, trust your heart, trust your mind. And we come from a culture which very openly, which is teaching the whole world that there is something beyond death because it is. So let's start somewhere. Totally agree, Suruchi. Totally agree. In fact, I have seen a lot of people are now into meditation because of their experience of this COVID thing and uh, the health issues that people are uh, suffering from. So a lot of people are now believing in these kind of uh, mental health techniques of meditation. And then obviously that you mentioned about journaling. Uh, I also believe that whatever, if your handwriting is not good, doesn't matter if you are framing of sentence doesn't matter but your feelings matter express it and then you can have uh, uh, the free feeling now there is another question 
this is regarding a, a pet my friend lost her dog within 2 months of receiving it as a gift she is refusing to interact with any other dog as it brings back the memories how can i help my friend thank you for the question again arti um so uh, the situation will be quite similar i think um uh, the person who has asked question your your friend <clears throat> excuse me your friend is in very new to the grieving process so at this moment um i think if if you are close one thing that can help you you being with your friend sharing and you can also uh share that uh, maybe uh, you can you can you know write to your pet also there is nothing wrong in that if that doesn't work uh just being there talking about something else and realizing about uh that you know you are here with your friend the person your friend will eventually go near the pets but right now this person needs to heal himself or herself like they say there is a very good author his name is dr um kessler um he once said that you know wounded people wound people uh healed people heal people same thing can go with that maybe this friend of yours is also scared of what if if i do something to another pet um this is another stage in the grieving process actually where people feel guilty that maybe i did something uh so it's not uh, i think there is a lot of fear so this person needs to also work on the fear that what happened with this particular pet is not going to happen with every pet um you know sometimes maybe there is something internal going on or something uh, that this person was not realizing so all i'm trying to say is that uh take your time to grieve you know uh, stay with your friend try to talk to him or her whoever your friend is and there will be a time when this person will come around he is just or she is just backing off because of fear that he or she doesn't want to do anything to any other pet so again counseling will help some journaling can help talking definitely will help or maybe you can start with you know gifting him or her a little teddy bear a soft toy and then graduate towards the real pet i agree i feel ki uh, there are uh, people who need to understand how to tackle their mind so that uh, things become easier for them because because we keep on uh, looking into in fact i still remember i have seen uh, an accident in my very young age and uh, the the person is all blooded and that scene i never uh, like if i could relate what would be to connect with the family what is the impact of that person's family so even seeing those uh, griefs is an is a uh, difficult handling uh, the similar thing in the family is i could connect uh, very difficult so komal uh, i want to ask you uh, like uh, have you consulted any uh, help from uh, this uh, psychologist or uh, somebody during the beginning of your grief or anything yeah i did like my my 
mother and my father both went to work as psychiatrists. Um, he gave us some medicines, but afterwards we didn't go. But we had to go. Like I don't know about me, but I want my parents to go because I don't know how to help them. Because mm-hmm. whenever we talk now, if mm-hmm. they cry, I also cry. So I have to overcome this crying, and I wanted how can I help them as a child. Great, great. So you are very strong, Komal. Hats off to you. At such a young age, you are able to help and share your story here. And this is something good uh, uh, takeaway for many people around who are listening to you. So, listeners, if any one of our uh, listeners are facing with any challenge of dealing with the loss of themselves or someone in Uh, is facing it within their close family or friend circle what are some of the practical ways as they can try where they should start from so uh, ms suruchi i want to ask from you absolutely uh, arti thank you for this question um a few things just as an education piece and then i'll come to the practical strategies uh education piece i would like everybody to be fully aware of that um grieving happens in stages there is no certain order because every person is very very different but uh i will take the opportunity to um share this education piece so the five stages of grieving is denial anger bargaining depression and finally acceptance most of us we go through it but like i said these can be upside down it depends acceptance usually comes in the end but we can still go back sometimes maybe there is a trigger an anniversary or a birthday or diwali for that matter we can go back sometimes so again denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance these are the stages now comes to the practical uh, side of it so to begin with what komal has been doing and what i suggested is first and foremost share your feelings with someone a professional or on paper which is journaling i wouldn't recommend typing because um in my practice here sometimes people start to type on a laptop or something it doesn't work that much your brain and head needs to coordinate in a certain way the flow must go on not the mechanical part so journaling definitely then getting creative sometimes people like to pour their emotions into some form of artwork sometimes in volunteering somewhere mentoring someone uh sometimes um donating something um for their loved ones uh, you know trying to help somebody there are a lot of ways so be creative but don't let it go don't go into the denial then um maybe you can do the most important part is letting your present life and the grieving process go hand in hand when arti asked me a question about the balance that's exactly what i meant the one thing that that has helped a lot of my patients are that uh, i always tell them to have a particular time of the day uh in which you are just going to spend some time with yourself your thoughts your feelings and you will reach a stage 
when you will actually start to have some form of conversation with the person who has departed. Um, this can be also considered in yoga science, meditation, or self-reflection time. So um, if you have that particular time, let's say I uh, assign myself 9 a.m. to 9.30, just to go through that, that time. I can, I can cry. I can become sad. I can, again, question like why this happened. I can write something. I can uh, spiritually be grateful for the universe. And if you believe in God, to God, to help you. Uh, after you start your day, you know, maybe you go for a shower after this and then you say, okay, I'm starting my day. I'm in my present. And then you continue with your school, your work, whatever you need to do on that particular day. So all I'm trying to say in few words is the present life does not need to interrupt grieving because it is exceptionally important. Otherwise it will take time, you know, some form of, um, it will take a form of some disease somewhere. And grieving also cannot be missed because you need to work. So try that. If you cannot do it daily, you can always do it weekly. Take your time. It does help. Then participating in social activity, uh, still reaching out to a few close friends who know, who understand, who respect you. And please don't judge yourself because nobody is judging you. Usually people think if I act or talk a certain way, people are going to think, oh, this is going, the person is so weak. There is nothing called weak, especially when you are going through grieving. You are a person who has a brain and a heart. And if your heart is feeling something, please allow, give permission. Don't be so hard on you. Like I said a few minutes back, that wounded people wound people, healed people heal people. So I'm sure you would like to be that healed person because we all have friends, family around us, isn't it? So, um, and then I said like, uh, you know, in a professional way, please seek help. And most importantly, self-care. People who exercise a little bit, people who eat well, um, uh, people uh, who spend some time in nature and who work, who go to school, who continue their present life, you do a lot better than people who just go into the, um, uh, you know, the, the phase where they let everything go away. So keep a balance. If you can just remember this one word, it will help you. And of course, you don't need to not to memorize your dear one. Um, those memories are precious. Nobody can take them away. And maybe on their birthday, especially, it is very important to remember them on their birthday. If you, actually there is a book on the side, I'll say, there is a, it's a small book, it's a pocket book. It's called The Dash. So The Dash is actually, you know, in uh, when there is a stone, when people uh, are buried, they have like this person lived from this date to this date. So the dash in this book is the dash in between. How they lived is more important. What they did, what memories did you make? That's more important. And we can live with those memories. I can assure you of that. We have totally. plenty of them. Relive them if you can. Totally agree with you. Like, I think that the pain is necessary. If there is a pain in the heart, if you stop, then stop. 
बहुत बार मैंने क्लास में भी देखा है कहीं बच्चे छोटी छोटी चीजों को भी एक लॉस की तरह लेते हैं और रोते हैं और उनको लगता है वही पेन है बट देर देर इज नो लिमिट एंड हाउ टू हैंडल द थिंग्स इट्स इन ऑल इन योर हैंड होम टू रीच इट्स ऑल इन योर हैंड सो वी आर हेयर वी आर आस्किंग स्टूडेंट एवरीबडी इफ यू हैव एनी थिंग जो कि दिल में है जो नहीं आप शेयर कर पा रहे हो प्लीज कम ओवर बिकॉज सुरुचि इज हेयर देर आर पीपल अराउंड हु कैन गिव यू एन नंबर ऑफ सोल्यूशन यू मे बी हैविंग टू और थ्री सोल्यूशन बट वी एज अ ग्रुप विल बी हैविंग एन नंबर ऑफ सोल्यूशन सो डियर लिस्नर्स यू हैव बिन लिस्निंग टू एन ऑन स्ट्रीम्स विद मी आरती गिरधर If you like what you heard, subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We will be back with a new episode in second week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Anon Streams by Anon Global Foundation. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen.